Welcome back to another Patreon-exclusive episode from DC Cinematic Minute. I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan, and you already know where you can find me on social media. Nowhere at all. <laughs> and today, um, for a more, uh, how would you say, uh, DC-esque episode of DC Cinematic Minute, we're going to be talking about the Injustice series, uh, Gods Among Us, year one. Uh, we're going to hopefully try to stick with this whole entire um, comic book run, uh, going through all five years of Injustice. Um, I'm not sure if we'll touch on the Ground Zero bit. Have you read that one, Nate? You've read this book series more than I have. I yeah. only have year one. The Ground Zero. That was, um, wasn't that all the cut scenes from the video game? It's like, um, from what I understand, it's the it's what we're talking about right now, year one. Yeah. Uh, which is what today's episode is just going to be about year one's volume. Um, but it's told through the point of view of Harley Quinn, which is... No, I've never read it. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, we'll get into some thoughts about Harley Quinn, the character, uh, and we'll also get to talk about Harley Quinn when we do Suicide Squad as well. But yeah, um, the the Ground Zero one, I I'm curious to know if like if that's something that was just made to to capitalize on people's love for Harley Quinn, or more of like, hey, there's actually a good story here, which is usually not the point that's usually how that's how i felt about what we're going to be talking about today um but when did that one come out uh when did ground zero or yeah ground zero come out um was that before the whole drop of i think it happened after year five oh really yeah and so they they did one uh they went through all of year one through five and in between uh while Injustice 2 was like announced and there wasn't a comic book yet. They did the Ground Zero issue and then they did Injustice 2, the comic book run, which I don't know if that's following a year and because I'm not caught up in everything, I don't know where that lands. I oh, don't yeah, know. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I got one through five and then I remember before the game came out, I wanted to see if there was like a, a bridge between the two of them mm-hmm. so I could get caught up before I played the story to the second video game, but then never got into it and it was after i stopped working at the shop so i probably i probably just missed that ground zero event coming out hmm yeah and i'm wondering how detrimental it is if like you're into the whole injustice series if if you stick with it and i'll have to look into it i'm not sure who writes that one but i know tom taylor is usually like the showrunner of some sorts you know he Mm -hmm. he's written all of year one or how would you say like just injustice one yeah and then he's doing injustice two as well um and so yeah like he he wrote this one um jeremy raypack does the art in this one which is it's pretty good um i think a lot of it's out of your control at this point when it's more of a because this is a tie-in to a video game for those who don't know what the injustice storyline is yeah and for those who have no idea what we're talking about uh, Nate, do you want to give a brief synopsis of what this book is about for someone who has no idea? Yeah, so the concept of a um, an Elseworlds world, in a sense, uh, it's a completely different Earth designation from our normal, um, you know, Earth Zero, if you will, uh, regular prime Earth heroes. Anyway, it's uh, the story of, of um, an Earth that is mirrored almost exactly like 
what Earth Prime is, but there was one instance that happened between the Joker altercation, I guess, between the Joker and Superman and Lois Lane that changed the course of this Earth entirely. Um, there was a dealing, and it pissed Superman off enough to push him over the edge into becoming a all-powerful dictator over the planet. And uh, much like what we discuss in our coverage of Dawn of Justice, um, that movie, we think, mirrors heavy aspects from this book you know, that we see on screen. So, mm-hmm. if you've been liking and listening to the Dawn of Justice coverage, especially more recently, where Superman has been, uh, you know getting angry yeah it follows this (laughs) uh in a sense so yeah it's um you kind of mentioned like uh your your hands are kind of tied when it comes to like tying into a video game at this point i would say half yes for the first book i would say 100 percent yes for the i would say 90 percent for the first book is Let's like, go 70% for the first book. <laughs> okay. And then uh, after that, yeah, <laughs> after that, it's its own thing. Like, yeah. it completely took off. And um, it honestly became one of my favorite uh, stories to follow when it was coming out um, in yeah. single issues. It was it was really good. Each year had a different, like, theme to it. Mm-hmm. And it was dealing with different problems, and it introduced different characters. And it was just, it was just a continuing story. It almost kind of felt soap opera-y-esque. But uh, not in a bad Injustice way. Justice series. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just good. Like I'm, I know it made me want to. I mean, I was always every month like, oh yeah, Injustice comes out, and I'm, it was good. I'm uh, interested in the story nowadays, especially the second video game that came out, and which continues the story. For those who don't play video games, like the story is, is progressed also in the video games itself, and these kind of help tell how we got to the very first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so years one through five of Injustice which are the first, like, which are the five volumes of the Injustice Gods Among Us comic book run, they lead up to the Injustice, uh, the storyline that we get in Justice Gods Among Us, the first video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember reading this book because when you pre-ordered Injustice 1, you got the very first issue of year one. And I remember feeling very kind of like, okay about it and i feel like as we go on to today's episode we'll we'll definitely have to compare it to the movie that we're doing um because you have to um and although i'm a huge fan of what man of steel and and donald justice sets up i was never a fan of how this universe was set up because it always felt very like i said like force or not force but just going through the motions of, oh, yeah, the, these are the characters you know, and, and you know, we have to set this up, kind of. Kind yeah, of, I know. get what you mean. Like, it kind of has to stick to the actual storyline of what you're seeing of the characters in the video game, mm-hmm. which I would agree for the first book. <laughs> After the first year, it takes off, and, like, you, you start to see, um, you know, the character development that you do see in the game. Like, for example, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Flash is a character that you should follow very intensely throughout this entire series. Mm -hmm. And in the video game, he has a change of heart. But in the book, that doesn't happen yet. You have to see, like, his entire thought process of what he's going through. So it's a very pivotal thing for the character in in this world. Um, Yeah. It's something that the, the game didn't do justice to. 
Yeah. And, and see, like this first year that we're going to talk about, it's it's all about setup. It's about setting up where we are and, and why we're there. And then at the end, it teases like, all right, here's where things are about to get very different mm-hmm. and for the better. Um, but in this book, every character is written exactly like that classic character would be. Um, the only difference that we really get in you know determining like, hey, this is a different universe, is uh, Jeremy's artwork, which goes uh, in line with the concept art for those characters that we see in the video game. They're kind of um, intricate designs and whatnot, stuff that we're not used to seeing. Battle um, armor. Yeah, a lot of characters wearing like battle armor, crazy um, armored outfits, just very different designs. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, the writing is very on point. Like you can almost hear the voice acting. Yeah. Like, you know, and um, so it was a very kind of okay book for me. Um, but as we move forward and even in the, the storylines themselves inside the video games, very impressed, like just incredibly impressed with like how this went from more than just being a, hey, we made the storyline to, you know, sell a video game to being like, hey, a lot of people give a shit about this universe now, or at least this yeah. earth, you know, like this dictator Superman battling Batman with like divided Justice League, uh, certain characters are, are killed, certain characters are switching sides. That's cool. And people are, people give a shit about that. It's not just like, um, I'm trying to think of a different storyline that just was like created and like no one really gave a shit about, but you know, those things exist, you know, like the DC, the DCU, um, storyline. I mean, no one talks about that and it's all about like, it's classic. Lex Luthor like goes into the future, like warn people about Brainiac and shit like that. And, Oh, the online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And it's like stuff like that is like, okay, cool. But who cares? Yeah. Like here people give a shit and I like that. And I like where, where it has gone. Um, but we'll, we'll get into it as we, uh, start coverage about it. So the first one, um, like I said, this first issue of injustice year one, um, it starts very, it starts very like set up for the what would you call it? like the catalyst like this is why everything what the, yeah what the what the reason <laughs> behind this entire world is yeah here yeah. comes the break in in like this whole universe um, in which case uh, Superman is now expecting a son with Lois Lane and it seems like we've got perfect Justice League at this moment you know like yeah we we don't have growing up superman we don't have corrupt batman like every everything is fine we are like in a perfect world at this point um and then um i believe i'm trying to see i don't want to step too far through the issue but for the most part it's just setting up that he's expecting a kid and lois lane goes missing right she does go missing in this issue uh yeah the first issue involves um, all of that, man. It says, look, I'm trying to flip the pages here, and it's like, yada, yada, yada. Jeez, oh, where does the first issue even stop? It goes all the way through. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so she's um she's missing. Okay, so it does go to that point. So we can't, yeah, we yeah, can't talk yeah. about it. Cool. I yeah, yeah. It goes all the way through. So she's missing, and Batman and Superman are kind of just like being real buddy buddy, which is a really good thing to point out in this book, especially in the beginning here. Mm-hmm. That these two are like best friends right now. <laughs> like, pay attention to that. They got each other's back. They are classic Batman and Superman. And a lot of them are. Like, I mean, yeah, Batman and Superman are really, really, really good friends. But the whole Justice League, you've got people that are good pals, mm-hmm. great friends. Nothing has ever been... Um, uh, see, this is a weird part. Like, you, as, you, as you read through it, you start to be like, oh, these people have had these deep-seated issues this entire time. But it's not until this catalyst that like not only activate Superman, but everyone else is like kind of uh restraint. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so this, this whole first issue, it sets up why this world is so different. And so, um, <laughs> lo and behold, Joker and Harley Quinn, um, not only do they, not only do they capture Lois Lane, who's pregnant with a child, but they killed Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> As we are very accustomed to knowing yeah, here it, on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Almost almost verbatim in the style of Dawn of Justice. Just very like, he's <laughs> he's still trying to take a photo when he's murdered. Yeah, he's gunned down. Yeah, straight he's through the shot. lens. <laughs> yeah, man, straight through the lens. Like, it went through his eye, right? It yeah. had to have gone through his eye. Well, definitely, yeah, definitely killed in one shot. Um, and not only that, but Batman is now on the hunt for, um, Lois Lane because, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, you take seriously. Yeah. It affects the whole Justice League when, when Superman is being targeted. Um, and it's so cool to see this perfect, like Justice League, like go into action to find a missing person. Like they all know exactly what to do. They like can like basically search through the entire planet like as quick as possible and it's so cool to see that kind of justice league in action almost kind of like uh where have we seen like a perfect justice league before like i want to say it's going to sound really weird but age of ultron in the beginning the movie where it's like you saw the avengers kind of like in the snow, and they were feeding, yeah. punching up the Hydra people. Yeah, and it was yeah. like very like okay, we're we're in it. Like yeah. everyone knows what they're doing, like that. Yeah, I don't, I can't really say like. We're, I mean, like Justice League animated kind of had a good grip on the team. Like, yeah, they had like you know, yeah, difficulties, but that's just like for the show purposes and yeah. the drama and stuff. But they still were a very highly functional Justice League. They were like when they got their footing and everything. But it seemed like when Unlimited should have been like, uh, hey, this, this, like the seven, the main seven, yeah. like they they know what they're doing so well that we're not even going to talk about them because there's no, there's no, uh, drama. There's no, yeah. there's no, uh, how do you, there's no negativity. There's no, so when they do just like Unlimited, they're like, all right, well, let's start highlighting some people that do have problems that we can tackle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this Justice League is, is, they know exactly what they're doing in this moment. And Batman's tracing down the clues to help find um, where Lois Lane is. And we get a clue about fear gas being involved. And we see a Scarecrow in this. 
Now, Scarecrow shows up in Injustice to the video game, but I'm not... Here, I always thought he was dead. Now, you've read the whole five years, so I don't know if this is like this dead Scarecrow. I don't know how other characters from other Earths start to come into play, but... That happens more like at the end of the five years, you see how the video game starts to get the other Earths involved. The characters So, involved. like, yeah, yeah, without having spoilers. Um, the Scarecrow in Injustice 2 is one from another Earth. This one is dead. So he is dead. Yeah. Yeah, There's this series is not shy of killing people off. And especially killing people off with, like, oh, there they go. <laughs> and, like, you may think, like, oh, man, that's a really cool guy. Even if they were villains, like Scarecrow here, it's like, oh, man, he's really cool. Yeah, well, he's dead. Later on in the years, there's something, I'm sure we'll get to it. There's something about the rogues. And I really like the rogues. Mm-hmm. And, lo and behold, the rogues die in this series. And it's just, like, one of those things where it's like, yep, they're gone. It's like, oh, okay. I I guess they're gone now. I guess they're <laughs> gone now. Damn. Um. And it's weird because, like, normally in comic books, death is, like, one of those things where it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I feel like that's more reserved for, like, the main continuity of a series where, like, you can always retcon something, especially if it has to deal with, like, the main storyline or the main Earth, perhaps. Um, this one felt like in Injustice, when a character died, they actually died. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're dead. I know in the video game, if you didn't play the video game, which is something that they don't touch on in the book because it happens in the video game, Billy Batson uh, has a very unfortunate death. And you don't see that dude at all anymore. Like, he's mm-hmm. just, he's, he's dead, done. That's it. They don't even mention him. They don't even talk about him. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah. They it's understand gone. that the character, that they're just, they're gone and there's nothing you can do about it. I I like that. I like mm-hmm. that someone can die and it means something. Yeah. Um. Even as quickly as dying and like kind of off screen like Jimmy Olsen does where it's like very, very realistic that you passed away like that. And that means something more to me than a dramatic death where you sell an issue going, hey, this character dies in this issue and then expecting a dramatic issue where we bring them back. It's like, don't, <laughs> don't kind of like bullshit me around like that because mm-hmm. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have the Jimmy Olsen shot in the head and me going, wow, that dude died. <laughs> yeah. And and never visit that again. Done in like three cells. Like one cell, two cell, three cell, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, that means something to me um, because they wanted to mean something. Um, and speaking of like who's all like kind of causing all this, the Joker in this book, um, I don't like the Joker per se, like the character in general sometimes, but they do him well in this story to the point where it's like, kind of like, uh, okay, I don't like the character, but he's good in this book mm-hmm. and not good in like, uh, I'm enjoying his character, but he's true to the character, true to the character, like I'm sure if someone does like the Joker, they love this Injustice Joker. Because if you're a fan of Joker, you could say, hey, like, my boy, like, got Superman to kill his wife and kids, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot of the characters are just, like, kind of pushed just a little bit over the edge in this series. So, like, the Joker is, like, 
he's doing real Joker stuff mm-hmm. and without any remorse. Whereas like normally you could kind of play it off as, yeah, he's toying with the Batman or he's just being the Joker. Like it's always going to do that. They're always going to play the cat and mouse. It seems like this Joker just was just like, yep, today's the day. I'm actually going to, you know, <laughs> pull that trigger. The other character though, Harley Quinn, yeah. I've, I've, I've become a huge fan of, at, if anything, well, I like Harley Quinn in general. I really do. Mm-hmm. The, this one in the Injustice series really sells it for me. Just a really cool um, rendition of the character. And I mean, I also like the Suicide Squad one. Can we talk about Margot Robbie's character? Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of this Harley Quinn. I agree with you. I don't like Harley Quinn at all. And that's nothing against the character, the fan base, anything. I just... Probably the fan base. (laughs) Harley Quinn has just never appealed to me. Mm -hmm. Much so as the super pets never appeal to me. It's just like an added on structure of the character that it's not really needed. Mm -hmm. If you want a brass tacks, Harley Quinn is Joker's girlfriend. Does Joker need a girlfriend? No. Does he need a roadie that follows him around all the time? No. But that's just me. I understand why she was created... I don't like Harley Quinn just as the character. That being said, Injustice Harley Quinn is, is not a super pet. It's, it's not. It's nothing like what yeah. I expect from Harley Quinn. She's not. The- she is one of my favorite characters in the entire series mm-hmm. of Injustice. Her story is so GD good. It's almost it should be a crime. And what is the crime is that the Harley Quinn fan base doesn't. Uh, gravitate towards this version of Harley Quinn and they're sticking with the normal pop culture BS Harley Quinn that we're getting. Mm -hmm. I want to see more of this Harley Quinn. I want to see this Harley Quinn praised. She actually has character. Like she is, she is a, she's a good Harley Quinn. She can stand on her own, which I think is what makes this character, this version of the character so much better. It's Mm -hmm. like, I like that, she is not treated as the plus one. Yeah. And she, she kicks ass. Yeah. And she's, and like I said, Tom Taylor knows how to write the character. I think Tom Taylor has done one of the, like, I, if someone had to go with like, all right, we need a Harley Quinn in, in this, you know, in this media, what do we, what do we pull from? And I go read Injustice, read Tom Taylor's Harley Quinn, because he knows how to write that character in a way that you, have reasons to like that character Mm -hmm. you know um the 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 animated series did a great job of creating the character and giving you like the setup for her and you can and you can branch off that and other care other people have just written her as like joker's pet uh joker's you know hot side piece kind of thing and it's Mm -hmm. like this Harley Quinn, like you said, just kicks ass in all kinds of way. And yeah. I look forward to reading more about her. And if you haven't played the video games, play the video games. She's cool. Her design is great. One of the few designs I actually do like, because sometimes the designs get a little out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, Injustice 2 kind of fixes out the whole gear system. You can kind of make them look how you want to look, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Um, this is, in the book is my favorite Harley Quinn costume. Yeah. The Injustice 1. Yeah. And that was kind of what sold me on this video game was seeing her design and i was very much about that different take on the character and i you know it it sold for me yeah um i will say i did like the arkham harley quinn i like the design of the arkham harley quinn mm-hmm. um 
but she wasn't anything to write home about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, well, in the first issue, while they're all searching for it, for uh, Lois Lane, uh, they are finally, the Justice League is finally able to, as a team, pinpoint her location. Superman basically goes into the ocean and lifts a submarine out of the ocean, which has Lois Lane's, um, he's able to track her down there. Um, and rips open the submarine, finds the Joker and Harley Quinn performing an operation on her. Um, and then as he tries to save her, he gets attacked with like fear gas or by something. <laughs> and from out of nowhere, Doomsday shows up. Uh, Scary. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> let's see. How do we? How do we? How best to describe this? Um, Superman doesn't want Doomsday anywhere near his family takes doomsday into outer space into outer space to i guess he doesn't he doesn't actually attack doomsday he just takes doomsday to space right yeah he's just getting him out of there (laughs) uh joker and harley quinn try to make a run for it while he's distracted um and you know harley quinn doesn't know that lois lane is pregnant in this moment she, I think she makes a, she questions it. She goes, she's like, what a baby. Um, which I feel like if she had known that this may have played out a lot differently. Um, and I'm not sure if the, you know, if Joker or Harley or if Joker as well knew about the kid as well. Um, which, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter for that character. But, um, so the whole justice league has apprehended both Joker and Harley Quinn. Um, typical, like, all right, that's the end of the story, right? Like, <laughs> We saved the day, time to go home, perfect Justice League animated series episode, right? And yeah. then we find out why the fear gas plays into effect. And I didn't know fear gas could affect a Kryptonian. Um, it can now. It can now. <laughs> um, so the fear gas has affected Superman into believing that Doomsday, or Lois Lane is Doomsday. Um, takes her in outer space. And she dies out there because of him. And Wait, you said you don't know why the fear gas affected the Kryptonian. No, I didn't know that it could. Oh, well, it's because it has kryptonite in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, this one. <laughs> yeah, which they, is they like, laced it, man. It's like probably a kick-ass high. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and so yeah, this is like. I think what they did here with writing how Superman basically gets broken because he accidentally kills Lois Lane thinking that she's doomsday. And not only that, um, basically Joker made this device that, how do you, Nate, can you take this away? He's, he blows up Metropolis because there's a bomb there. Yeah. Not only does Lois Lane die because of Doomsday, but there's a bomb planted in Metropolis that detonates because Lois Lane's heart is... Stops beating. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the movie Speed. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Lois Lane's heartbeat stops because she's accidentally killed by Superman. Metropolis blows up at the same time. It's like... I don't know if anyone has ever thought of that in a way of like getting to Superman. I don't know if people have been like, oh, like here's an idea that, you know, that could affect Superman. Like this works in in a sense of like 
you you can only write this once you know like here's the injustice storyline here's where you go like well we need something to turn superman evil mm-hmm. you know what i'm trying to say like this is what they went with they went with oh yeah he gets kryptonian fear gas into believing lois lane is doomsday and he with his own hands kills lois lane and, and top it all off and yeah the cherry on top being oh yeah her heartbeat is connected to a bomb it blows up most of metropolis or at least a good portion of it it's a pretty good plan <laughs> it's a very good plan like, i, I want to know what that was like in the boardroom like so here's how we're going to do this mm-hmm. and here's how we're because like when i said you only make this once like you really do like someone eventually in the future will probably try to write a story where they try to hurt superman and it's like what else would be that bad <laughs> I, I mean, with how much Superman's love and obsession, if you will, above over Lois Lane, like that's one of the most heinous things that you could probably think of. Mm-hmm. Um, having the man that actually loves her and thinks the world of her killing her and their mm-hmm. unborn child and then destroying their home. Like it's not like, yeah, Superman could like, you can argue that his home is Kansas, but like metropolis is the home of him and lois and and everything that he's built superman on so it's like you're attacking both fronts you know you're taking away superman's literal home but then everything he actually you know uh describes as home which is you know lois and the kid yeah his his idea of home yeah so it's just you want to know how to break this character that's it Mm -hmm. which again is why i thought this first issue was very um okay when i say that like the characters and the writing i always felt was very like um very fifth grade level like you can understand what's going on real Mm -hmm. quick you know you could speed read that issue and you know but it's until you get to the part where uh, superman kills lois lane by accident like the whole plan comes to fruition from the joker that's when you go hot damn that's intense. <laughs> like, this is how it happens. Yeah. And it's good on Tom Taylor and whoever else helped in creating uh, that plot point because that is, in fact, an incredible way to destroy Superman. <laughs> yeah, but what's crazy is that, like, the Joker did it. The Joker came up with this plan. Like, you think the Joker and Batman play cat and mouse for years, mm-hmm. and neither one of them ever pull the trigger in this sense. They never they never push themselves over the edge. They never go to kill each other. And that's like, you know, honestly one of those things that fans either love or hate about the character. But what the hell was Joker thinking in this world that one day he was like, you know what? I don't want to mess with Batman today. I'm going to mess with Superman. And then, like, decided to do this. It has to be... Like, did he get bored of just doing Batman things? He was like, meh, I want to mix it up. I mean, that's what he says in the book. He's like, yo, I, you know, I got bored and I'm tired of losing. Um, and I wanted to go after the big guy. And, you know, Batman was like, you don't ever do that. Like, yeah. You, you know. And then at the same time, um, let's see. Does, yeah, so I don't think we get into what happens after she dies. Um, I think it ends with her dying and then... In the first issue, yeah. The second issue is like the interrogation, which okay. is what we see in the video okay, game. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, which we'll get to kind of Batman's thoughts on, on what, ha- what has happened after. But yeah, with Joker saying, hey, 
you know, instead of destroying Batman and Gotham and all that, like, let me destroy Metropolis and Superman. Like, let me turn the tables on them. Mm -hmm. You know, Lex Luthor's not involved. He has nothing to do with what's going on. It's just a Joker plan, but used on someone who's a really good person. And it seems crazy. It makes sense, though. And then we're trying to think like, okay, so this is a different Earth. Does that, you know, does that make enough sense to to derail this Earth into its own path? And I want to say yes, because that's what it is, right? Like you can, you have like one free chance to, to derail something in a way, right? Are you, like when you create a different Earth, Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're always given like, the one chance to like okay hey this is this is what's different what makes it different mm-hmm. yeah and you're yeah and the one free thing being hey instead of attacking batman joker decides all of a sudden hey i'm gonna bother superman and because no one gives them gives that any much thought we get a scenario like this the whole lois lane being killed by superman that falls in in the effects of that you know Joker's cause to hurt Superman affects everything else. Yeah. Um, Which is okay. And, you know, it works for me and all that. It's just that effect right there. That Lois Lane dies by the hands of Superman because of Joker and also blows up Metropolis. Um, That's some heavy stuff. And that's why I thought it was so cool. And to me, like, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm okay with that. I think it's a... I think it's great. And I think... That helps. Um, that helps create a defense for like, all right. Well, why would Superman ever be, you know, uh, evil Superman? Why wouldn't he just be good all the time? It's like, imagine that person just, just being. Gonna, t- yeah, break him. <laughs> That's always just like a fundamental idea of. Huh, just take that of person. Of a good away. person, yeah. yeah. Like or well, having a you, really bad day, you know. Yeah, exactly. How do you break them? Well, how do you, you know? It's what. What does Luther say? You can't be all powerful nor can you be all good like, mm-hmm. you just can't there's gonna be that one thing that'll that'll break you it'll push you over the edge so yeah well now that begs the question <sighs> all good or all powerful you know clearly he's not all good in this situation his intentions are all good but he is all powerful yeah see that's a, like is there a way you could still see him as being all good? He sees himself as all good. Yeah, you that's could see the problem. <laughs> philosophy would dictate that. That is the problem. His mentality is all good, but then again, so you know, it's it, exactly what it is. He sees like later on in the years, you see the entire argument. The dude sits in a fucking throne and dictates to his other league members on what sections of the earth to police and what to do. And it's like if anything steps out of line, snap. Put him back into line, and he thinks that is protecting. Yeah, yeah. He th- that he thinks that's protecting. He thinks that's safety, and he thinks that's all good. That's insane. So, in the second issue, we get into we get into like, is it one catalyst or is this a two part catalyst of? Because the whole point, the whole thing that we have to get to is. Superman is evil now, mm-hmm. quote unquote evil now, and well, let's let's pump the brakes on that one. He's not evil now. No, no, no. But that's where we need to get to in this issue. By the yeah, end, yeah, there's something that by happens. the end of year one, 
we have to get to a point, um, which I just clicked in my head now. This is 12 issues, 12 months. Yeah. One year. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that until just now. Um, so in the second month, we're, we, we, have to, we have to learn that Superman's methodology or his ideologies have changed. His, his way of looking, his philosophy has changed to, you know, what would Superman do to how do I get to the right place? We talked about this in Dawn of Justice and the nightmare thing. In the nightmare scene of Dawn of Justice, Superman has lost um, this woman that is his world. You know, he says she is. She was. What is it? she is? She was my world, and you took her from me. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we're getting in uh, this year right here, and we need to really plant our feet into that so that you, as a reader or you as a person who's consuming this story, understands that. So she has died. Now where do we go from here? Um, so revenge in the initial movie or in the initial video game, like in the storyline, um, you're led to believe that Joker being um, <laughs> taken care of by Superman in this issue is the the real catalyst. Like that was it. But I always believed it was like Lois Lane was dying and that was what snaps in his brain, right? Lois Lane's death is what snaps in his brain to lead up to what happens when he finds the Joker. Yeah. Because in this in this issue we have a moment where um Superman he makes a decision. <laughs> He he's grieving. He's in the middle of Metropolis with Lois Lane's body, um, and in that moment, things change. Things take a turn in his brain. Like we said, his philosophy changes, and he he decides on something. Now he goes to leave and um, confront the Joker about this situation that has just happened because of him, and uh, the Green Lantern tries to stop him. The Green Lantern. <laughs> So, but the Green Lantern kind of fails to stop him. Obviously, we're going to be seeing a lot of kind of one-on-one fights throughout this book because it's a video game where you do fight kind of Mm one-on-one. And so we need to see that in these action pieces. I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Have you always... Now, I feel like I have seen this in a lot of things, and I don't know if this was supposed to be a thing for the, the League itself. Is Green Lantern, in your opinion, like... The second in command of the Justice League. Yeah, and I know that's that sounds extremely. I don't want to say stupid, but ill-informed because clearly, if like if you're saying that Superman is the top dog, the next one under him would be Batman. Or you're saying who runs the league? Oh, Batman is in charge of the league. That's like I can I see that argument, but I have always seen it. And I don't know if it's just the team base of it or if it's just the character. Hal always tries to step in as like the second in command, you know, like the lieutenant or something like whatever he's supposed to be. I don't know rankings at this point, but like he's supposed to come in and be like, like next to Superman, the heavy hitter is Green Lantern. That's which, a, which I mean, I guess that <laughs> might be a male thing because clearly Wonder Woman is right under Superman. That's a like, good let's, question. Let's be real. I know they they got to have like some sort of ranking system, right? Maybe Hal thinks it's a ranking system because he was in the military. 
but then again, like now the seven, like the main seven, I feel like that could be a flat like council. Like no, no one ranks higher than each other among the okay the main Justice League. But in the aspect of like Justice League Tower, and we have like an un, like unlimited amount of superheroes under our belt, then you invoke like a roster or a ranking system to keep some people in line. Because you have to. There's just way too many of you with metahuman abilities. Like we can't take that chance. Um, but you when think it comes, that? You, you think if there, if we lived in a world with all these people, metahumans, that they need to be, they need to be someone in charge of dictating how they should use their powers. Uh, That's a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> I would. You yeah. So, to. so switching universes, you're in, you're all for an Xavier school. Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? I don't know, because if you want to stick it We're talking with like, brother, like Brotherhood versus Xavier School, I'm talking about metahumans or superheroes or like gifted people in general. If they have gifts and they are not guided, <clears throat> are you one for making an institution that's in that's tasked with guiding them, like a league or a school? Yeah, I don't see why. Yeah, not. I feel like that's important. Like we need that for almost everything, just structure and just. You know, like, you got to keep things in line. You can't just, I mean. It's like this, that's the whole Civil War thing. Yeah. It's like if you're for the. uh, uh, Sokova Accords? No, that's the movie, the Superhero Registration Act. Yeah, That's the actual. That one was to get rid of their, like, identities and stuff. That was to say, hey, if you have powers, you need to, like. Step up. Step up (laughs) and say, hey, I, I have powers and I need help using my powers. We can't have you running around the world all willy-nilly just using your powers. It's the same thing as Sokova Accords, the same. Well, but wasn't the Sokova Accords just directly related for the Avengers? And wasn't it mainly for Scarlet Witch? <laughs> well, she caused it. <laughs> you know, it's not her fault. Anyways. And <laughs> God knows no one ever cares about her brother. Too bad he just died in that island. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah he did die. You know, but so did a lot of other people. Anyways... <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so Green Lantern tries to stop Superman in this part that we're talking about in the book, and that always struck me as, like, Green Lantern has always seemed like the cocky, especially how the cocky individual, but, like, I've always felt like he knows when not to cross the line. And it seemed like this isn't crossing the line, but a little bit foolish, where he, he does try his best efforts to stop Superman because he is clearly very angry right now trying to go confront the Joker, and mm-hmm. House like, hey, you need to cool off, like, chill out. And he tries to put him in a bubble. He breaks out, yada yada yada. But How always just like he just tries to 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 square up with with Superman. And I've always felt How maybe sees himself as like a second in command kind of guy. You know, I I I think Wonder Woman is supposed to be that that keeps him in check. But that in doesn't, the book, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> Um, I would say normally if the Justice League needed someone to help take down Superman or keep him in check, I think it would start with Wonder Woman. But I, I'm very curious as to your thoughts on Injustice, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'll give you the re- regular books as we're going through this and yeah. you'll see her change. And I'm, I, I think I want to say that you're probably not going to be the biggest fan of Injustice. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm already. Yeah, I mean, I've played the the two video games and I've known where her story has gone and I I don't get it. 
really. Um, I don't know where where it comes from. Um, something something's off with this Earth, and I I still don't know what it is. I wanted to say that it was the Joker attacking Superman, but something with Wonder Woman happened that I'm not sure where where it began. I wonder if it was if it is the the Joker attack on everybody because. What we're led to understand is that this Injustice universe is the exact mirror of Earth Prime minus the fact that the Joker, this Joker's bomb actually went off. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that is the turning point between this Earth and Earth Prime. Mm-hmm. Everything else happened exactly the same, right? Up until this one. Oh, yeah. I think in Earth Prime, they were able to stop the bomb and fix everything. And in this one, they weren't. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Sorry for spoilers if that was a spoiler. Um but maybe the kicker for this universe is that it just affected everyone. And why did it affect everyone? Was it because someone like Superman actually got attacked mm-hmm. and he was seen as vulnerable and that kind of made everybody a little scared? Mm-hmm. So in Wonder Woman's mind, she is, you know, this demigod that can do anything compared to a Kryptonian. But then once you see this all-powerful Kryptonian get knock down a rung does mm-hmm. that scare you into becoming this subservient being i don't know that's why like wonder woman's story confused me her character confused i think i'm me. starting to see it and i'm gonna have to read a little more as we go through the years to see if that's true or not but i i don't like how it's up in the air about what causes her to to take the stance that she has in this universe and why it's so different mm-hmm. um it's okay to go the route you did with Wonder Woman in this series. Just explain it really good so people know. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people are just like, oh, she's just in love with Superman and she's always wanted Superman instead of him wanting Lois Lane kind of thing. Yeah. Which is like... That's, yeah, which it's wrong. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't believe that. I think, you know, what it is is we have Joker killing a woman with a child. There's, there's a one strike when it comes to... You know, you don't do that. You don't kill children. You don't kill women who are pregnant with children. You don't attack. You don't target people like that. Um, Second being like, you hurt Superman. (laughs) Yeah. Now, if I'm a believer in Superman and I like Superman a lot and I'm pro Superman and you attack basically what is like my protector or my hero or my my God or whatever. You're going to be scared. It's like, no, don't hurt him. And now I agree with whatever he's going to do because you caused that. So, you know, but like I said, we'll just keep going and we'll see what it is. But there's some, there's got to be something in her that's saying like Superman was wronged and it's not because she's in love with him or anything. It's because like I have the power to help this guy back on his feet. And I'm going to do that, you know, and I think, Maybe just the whole romantic affair might be something that happens afterward. You know, I definitely don't think that the the romantic aspect takes priority in any of her motivation. All right. Um, but yeah, Green Lantern tries to step in. I've always seen Green Lantern as just the ambassador. So when I said like the all seven have like a ranking system that's pretty much on you know leveled out, I think they all have roles. Um, and Green Lantern is more like the interstellar like ambassador. So, um, but yeah, he, he basically tries to stop Superman. Superman kicks his ass <laughs> or doesn't even kick his ass, just takes his ring and lets him fall and catches him and off he goes without 
basically breaking a sweat. Um, shows up where Batman has a Joker and then kills him. Kills the Joker right then and there. And the Joker and Batman are having a heated debate about what Superman's next step is going to be. Joker already knows what's going to happen. He succeeded. He knows his outcome. He knows it's coming. He knows that he has gotten to Superman. And Batman's over here like, no, like the, you know, the man I know is not, he's not going to fall for that. He's mm-hmm. going to grieve. He's going to move on. Like Superman's one of the strongest people I know. And then this happens, which does Batman just not really know? Or is he like trying to deny it? Is he trying to convince himself that this is not going to happen? You know? Yeah. He's of? probably trying to convince himself uh, that Superman wouldn't go this far. Wouldn't go to these links. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he does. Yeah, no, he abs- yeah, he absolutely does. He he enjoys this. I would say, you know, Superman. Yeah, he killed yeah. the Joker because he liked it. And why did he like it? He liked it because it satisfied his his grievance for Lois Lane dying and all of Metropolis dying. Um, and brought so much justice into the world by just killing that guy, you know. So many times have people questioned Batman should kill the Joker and all the good that it would do, but all that good that it would do for everyone else, but for you, it would just turn you into a cruel person. Um, and it's almost like you're you're trading spots with that person, you know. I kill the Joker because he's full of evil, but that evil doesn't disappear the evil like transfers over to you at that point yeah you know you become what you what you've tried to destroy and that's that's heavy stuff you know like i'm glad the character's gone <laughs> i hate seeing the, the character yeah i i'm just not about that character and it's like if that's how he's gonna go out thank fucking god because yeah how uh, does he go out you want to you want to explain it? <laughs> yeah. So if you guys have seen Dawn of Justice, and if you guys have been paying attention, you'll know that there's a nightmare sequence where uh, Bruce Wayne gets essentially a hole ripped through his chest because Superman uh, forcefully rips his heart out. Um, this appears to happen in the same uh, Injustice book. Superman just flies through this this wall that Batman's in this interrogation room in Gotham prison and no words like he's already made up his mind. Mm -hmm. He already knows what he's doing. Just flies through the wall, picks Joker up and just shoves his hand right through his chest. And his heart doesn't come out though. Do you see that? I'm looking at the actual, the cell. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you've seen it on the internet, but his hand is just right through his back. There's no, I kind of wish this heart would be, you know, like in uh, Dumb and Dumber, do you mm-hmm. remember in the Lloyd's dream? He takes, <laughs> <laughs> he takes the guy's heart out. What was that from? That was mimicking a game of death, I think. Um, he didn't say, not in a game of death. Most dangerous game. No, that's that. That's, that's the, a book. That's a book. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't game of death where he ripped his heart out? No. I, Enter the dragon? Yeah, Enter the dragon, he takes his heart out. Okay. Right? It's one of the two. I think it was a game of death. It's definitely not Big Boss. <laughs> no. Anyway. Um, 
but yeah, he's 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 gone. That's it. No more Joker, and that's actually what pushes him over the edge. Unfortunately, it's not the last time we see him. But who? Oh well, I guess this Joker. Mm-hmm. It's the last time we see him. The other, um, you know, that that's like a heavy moment right there. So they they kind of cut and give you kind of like a breather of a chapter. Um, and this is when we get into some really good Tom Taylor writing because. You know, I've always enjoyed this about comic book writers when when they do what they have to do, and they tell the story that they have to tell, but they also get to plant seeds for the stuff that they want to tell, things that they want to talk about, and stories that they would like to see, and um, kind of like uh, when Jack Kirby wrote all that Jimmy Olsen, but then he was able to like plant like Fourth World in there and stuff like that, and we got all that. So here in the Injustice, we really get the start of what is a really good storyline between the Green Arrow and Harley Quinn. And this is something that the Injustice franchise has been kind of popular for, like this kind of other storyline. So Green Arrow has um, Harley Quinn where Batman had Joker. And Green Arrow, um, also because Green Arrow is kind of like a copycat Batman. Day- daytime Batman is <laughs> daytime what I call Batman. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's put in charge of protecting, uh, Joker's, uh, crazed accomplice, Harley Quinn, and, uh, brings her to the Arrow Cave, um, leading to a lot of good jokes, a lot of good writing, um, and just, just well-written, uh, characters. Like, they're written kind of like you would expect them to be, but just good, you know? It's not written to a point where you're like, all right, here's this Harley Quinn. Uh, well, I, like, I don't know. You can't even say like, oh, here's this Harley Quinn Green Arrow moment because that's what it is. It's like, no, these two characters are in a moment together and it's just it's just solid. It's fun and just I've always felt like, especially in this one injustice, like Green Arrow and Harley Quinn seem more along the lines of real people. Yeah, in a you know world I mean? full of like, yeah, <laughs> and like, Green Arrow, Green Arrow in the Injustice video game is one of my favorite renditions mm-hmm. of the character. I don't really care for Green Arrow that much. I know that he's like, whatever, popular now. I don't care. Um, but he seems so down to earth in the sense of, uh, if you're comparing it to Batman, um, more of a go with the flow kind of. Mm-hmm. So with Harley has always been that compliment to Joker. Joker has been like a play it by ears, like I'm, you know, no plan, I'm kind of wacky, whatever. But Harley Quinn has always been more of a roll with the punches in a Joker situation mm-hmm. where she can stand on her own two feet if Joker ever gets into an altercation or something like that. And it seems like, like, like you said, this is a very Batman-Joker relationship but it's with green arrow and harley quinn it's good i really enjoy the two of their conversation that they're having in the arrow cave um it humanizes harley it gives her extreme depth um it kind of showcases her not being such a psychopath Mm -hmm. uh, which is i think is fun i like thinking that harley quinn is crazy but not like 100% 100% crazy. I still want her to have a conscious. I still want her to have everyday normal thoughts, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think 
I think that's. It's. I think that's why I don't like Joker is because he's such a very plot device instead of character. He's always like there because he's and like his motivation is always plot device driven. It's like it's almost like he's impossible to like. Yeah, it, yeah like, like there's oh, no like, there is no such thing as an actual being that could be the yeah. Joker. And like people have stopped questioning his motivation. People have stopped questioning like, oh, why does yeah. this character do this, this, and that? And like it's like and, the whole and, Harry Potter and magic thing. Why Sorry, magic wrong. exists, or I don't know the explanation of magic in Harry Potter. Okay, I guess so. you can't explain magic. There you go. You can't explain the Joker. So there you go. Mm. And what so- you may call magic, <laughs> I just call an ill understanding of science and alchemy. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you're right. It's like, uh, well, how do we make this crazy? Oh, just add the Joker there, and he'll do anything because he's the Joker, and the situation will seem impossible, but Batman will solve it. Yeah, and then we go, why is Harley Quinn here? And he goes, oh, well, you know, she's into him. And it's like, she's there. And she spins around and kicks a lot and has guns and a huge hammer. And it's like, oh, okay. We're just she's not- what is a novelty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An accessory. But not here, not in this bit. And, you know, this not is when we're all. starting to see, like, this is where we start to see something where it's like, oh, this is this is interesting. I'm enjoying this. This is a cool part. Like, I, and, you know... And I think that's why they've started to do the Ground Zero issue and stuff like that. And we could see just this, you know, like someone saying, hey, I, I want that chapter and nothing else. Like, let me see this storyline. That's when they go, hey, yeah, it's the Ground Zero part. Like, people are about that. So, yeah, that that to me, the whole Harley Quinn in this, the Green Arrow, Black Canary that we're, we're going to see later on down the line, that is why Tom Taylor is really good Uh writing this series um where where everything else seems like a kind of your hands are tied like here's you got to set this up because we're doing a video game about it make sure you hit these points a b and c he goes this is a cool story let's let's dive into that you know um yeah it's uh i like later on we get uh, a little bit more of harley and her um kind of relating to Lois, actually, uh, relating to the entire situation. She's a very fun character to follow, and uh, if we're going to be continuing this Injustice series with going through the years, we'll, we'll definitely uh, pay attention to Harley. Mm-hmm. And so with the aftermath of like Superman killing um, the Joker and everything, so <laughs> this, starts this, this starts like another huge effect in which the supervillains in the world then start to like realize, Hey, if the Joker can do it, anyone can do it. And especially the fact that word is getting out that, um, Superman has killed the Joker. Now the supervillains are all about like, Hey, now we can attack Superman and hit him where it hurts because he's vulnerable. Now the most powerful man in the world and he's vulnerable. So they, attack what's left of him which is his family because after after events of killing a joker superman decides hey you know what it's time to lay down the law um let me be real for a second uh my name is clark kent like this is the justice league like we're going to start fixing the planet and actually giving a shit and not taking no for an answer anymore um and supervillains don't like that so they go and now with the information of clark kent Mirror Master steps in and helps kidnap uh, his parents, Martha and uh, Jonathan Kent. Um, 
which again uh, starts this whole thing where it's like, okay, let's get the Justice League in again and try to find his his parents now. And um, um, oh, and I totally skipped the whole part where they like it starts with him grabbing that like dictator or whatever out of that oh, other yeah, country, yeah, yeah. which is very. Um, this is what we want to see sometimes from Superman. It's like, yes, please just go over there and stop whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a moment where you're like, damn, that's scary Superman. But at the same time, I'm about having Superman go do that. <laughs> um, sometimes he's got to get his hands dirty. Yeah. Which, you know. Which, that I have a problem with that. I don't believe that. Um, get your own fucking hands dirty, people. Don't throw it all on this one being that you think can solve all your problems because he can punch through a couple walls with one swing that's messed up don't look for superman to solve your problems because then you get a goddamn world like this mm-hmm. yeah absolutely that's couldn't agree more you have to just be aware of what you're asking for sometimes yeah um so yeah he he, he gets the whole justice league to come in and, you know he's like you know this is my plan for world peace and um, I need everyone on board or, you know, so be it. And this is also when we start to get to see um, Wonder Woman kind of, she's she's about it. She's, you know, she's for Superman's plan for world peace. She's going to do whatever she can. We get some really cool action between the two characters. Um, Wonder Woman uh, is taking on like an army out uh somewhere in the desert or something she's like taking on like an actual army like militia and everything she like dives through a tank and whatnot and then you know Ares shows up and he's like hey you know i'm not really about this whole (laughs) this whole plan for peace thing that your boy superman is doing and i'm kind of questioning it and uh she's about it she kind of starts to explain her motivations for trying to help superman and it was kind of like what we were just talking about like she wants to help superman get over what happened she she doesn't like that superman was hurt that way and you know she she's there for him um Aerie suggests that she's doing it for more selfish reasons um man nothing like the god of war or any god in that matter coming down to put you into check when you're mm-hmm. wonder woman like those guys still exist and those guys are still keeping an eye on you like wonder woman's supposed to be the uh beacon for the gods i guess like she is supposed to be the proof that they're still there that the new that the, the old gods were like a herald yeah there you go that's the perfect word for it and then you have Ares coming along which you know Ares is always going to exist and he like puts her in check like what do you what do you think you're doing lady mm-hmm. that's just that's powerful in itself yeah the fact and I- that he doesn't understand it like and no I shit, think, he doesn't understand it. So, as we go through this first year, and it's it's very much of like a hey, we have to include these characters because they're in the video game. Mm-hmm. And now I'm questioning, like, well, I've always questioned it: are the characters in this storyline because the storyline storyline came first, or did they decide to have the characters and then try to build a story around them? I have no idea. <laughs> that's what I would, that's a very good question. And I could not tell you which one came first. I want to think that the storyline came first, but yeah. it's kind of hard for me to believe that they mapped out all of a five year storyline with regards of just saying, because there's a video game coming out. Mm-hmm. 
it seemed like the video game would company would be like, hey, we're going to make this cool video game. Like, we don't, you know, DC and everybody, they're going to make this cool video game. And then after the fact, like, oh, can we tie this into a story? Can we make this into a world? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not giving them too much credit. For the most part, it always, it normally will feel like, oh, that character has to be in the video game. So we got to figure out how they're going to fit in the story. Things like that feel like that. When you have Catwoman there, when you have the Joker there, um, you know, why is Harley Quinn here? Why is, um, why is Solomon Grundy here? You know, stuff like that is like, okay, well, we made us, we we're making a video game. We need those characters in here. I wonder if the argument is Ares does not feel like that. Ares feels like they wrote a story and they were like, well, it makes a lot of sense that if Superman was going to impose peace on earth, that he would be like, uh, that takes a lot of my power away. I'm the <laughs> God of war. Like I yeah. can't, you know, this isn't my deal. So he has always been like one of those characters that, that it makes sense. A lot of the characters in the second video game in justice two felt like, well, we got the character. We need to make a story that involves them. Um, but Ares has always felt like a character that, that made sense to include him in the video game. Mm-hmm. Not just like a, well, he'd be a cool character to fight as. Like, yeah. He's really not. But, you know, he's, he's a lot, his story makes sense to me. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much about it on that one. What were you going to say? As Don't a, remember. Um, yeah, can't remember. <laughs> Had nothing. Wasn't important. Um, in the fourth issue, this is when, um, and I believe... Have they already gotten his parents at this point? Uh, what point are you at? The part four. Um, yeah. Have they found his parents yet? Um, I'm trying to... Um, I feel like I skipped through that part. Yeah, it was all a, it was all a blur. If you can hear great podcasting, you'll hear page pages flipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they got their parents. He got his parents. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, no big threat, big deal. Um, everybody knows that Superman and Clark Kent want the same. The only loose end you need to tie up, I guess, is the Kent family. So put them into protective custody, and you're golden. Yeah, it it does feel like that. It almost feels like, uh, all right, we we established that he's vulnerable with you know Lois Lane. Like let's we're not gonna ever do that again. So let's kind of like have that situation happen and then fix it extremely quick and show that the Superman has changed to the point where he's not going to allow shit like that to ever happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's imposed his, his, uh, his plan to, for total peace among the planet uh, and to globalize it fully. Um, Which his reasoning is, it's good because oh, yeah. he essentially told the people of the planet to stand up for themselves and to not, you know, stand idly by if, if you're feeling oppressed, mm-hmm. which is complete opposite of what happens. But like that is the basis of good, all powerful Superman. Which is why so many of the um, JLA, JLA members like fall in line because yeah, because that's what they want. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that. that's a good, it's a good idea, man. you like, you're right. Mm-hmm. And for the people that can't stand up for themselves, we'll have to do that and stand up for for them, mm-hmm. which is the idea of the Justice League. They fight for those who can't fight, you know, for themselves. But when it gets to a point where you're, like, usurping the whole governments because you just don't like the way the parking meters are set up in your country, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to, like, completely 
call in a, a Justice League per se to to take out the leader, there's a little bit of a problem there because then it's almost like, where does that end? You yeah. know, and the answer to that is it doesn't because then you have Superman doing the same thing, and then where does that end? It doesn't. That's the end all be all. Superman coming in and inflicting his law is is the end. And for once, it feels good for some people. You know, like even till the second video game, like he has supporters. He has human, non-metahuman supporters. Like they're just they want to live in peace and they they want this to happen. And you know, like. Superman's not going to come knocking on your door if you did nothing wrong, you know, like. Yeah, but didn't they say that about the SS? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, that's just how they feel. And, you know, and even uh, the turmoil even like, like overwhelms the Bat family because we have like Nightwing and, and Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson and Damien like having their disputes about, you know, kind of. Classic Dick and Damien stuff. Yeah. About which is great. Their disagreement about the whole Superman's plan for peace on Earth kind of thing. And, you know, like, for most of these nations, they're going to agree, one, because they, cause they truly agree with Superman, or two, because they can't say no. <laughs> um, the only one with the ability to say no and to, and to kind of take a stand is Atlantis. Wonder Woman is for Superman. So Themyscira is somewhat for Superman. Um, but Atlantis is not an Aquaman, which is weird because that changes very much later. Not in this year, but later everything on. changes. Like have you even <laughs> said the thing about Themyscira, all of it changes yeah. years later, which is so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you know, Aquaman decides, Hey, I'm not about that. Atlantis is its own place. You're not ruling Atlantis. I will rule Atlantis, and you'll be okay with that. Which brings about brings about like a skirmish, almost like not really like a a war or battle or anything like that. But there's some physical conflict between Atlantis and Superman. Um, <laughs> in which case, Superman's solution is to just bring Atlantis out of the ocean. Like he says, like no more holding back. He goes down there, he gets Atlantis, and just, like, beaches it, basically. He's yeah. like, all right, you're now on Earth, like, with us. Like, you better, like, be about this or not. Which is not cool. I mean, like, that's just not cool. Like, Atlantis cool. was here before you guys. Um, like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's just, that's just not cool. But he's not like I mean anyone to rule on their own would would just go back to the way things were. I mean everyone else is ruling themselves at this moment. So. Yeah. Okay. So so think about it. Arthur Curry is literally king of seventy percent of the, of the planet. Mm-hmm. That kind of overlaps Superman, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arthur realizes that in this book. Like, he knows that he is the rightful king of the planet. <laughs> so, like, when someone's, like, Superman is coming down here, he's, like, disagreeing with him. And um, that was that was really, like you said, when he, he went down to Atlantis and brought it up, it was cool because Arthur is in the mindset of, I own the sea, 
you're doing your stuff on the surface. Like, you can still do that stuff, but don't fuck with my shit down in the sea. And for some reason, Superman has this big old egotistical maniac run in his head right now that he feels like he needs to control all of it. Why did he feel threatened by, by Arthur? Like, what's the point of that? Like, what? why? Because I don't get it. I mean, they were doing, like, the whole whaling thing, and, and Arthur wanted to save the sea life. But why does Superman need to step in and be like, follow rules? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I guess, the question for the entire comic series. Why does he need to feel like he needs to assert his will on everybody? Yeah. Um, all I know is that, you know, if you're... If you're all about full peace and security, then you're not going to let anyone just, even though they, it's so weird because it's like Superman's doing what he's doing because he has good intentions and we're just supposed to believe his good intentions. But then if Arthur has good intentions, he can't believe that. Like he Mm -hmm. can't go, oh, you have good intentions too. I guess I can believe he goes, no, my good intentions are right. Yours are faulty and could lead into a war or something and I'm not about it like you know my way or highway kind of situation like he goes in he's like nah you're part of my you know this is my planet now like we're gonna do what I say what's fucked up is how when all this ends and Wonder Woman is basically like kind of tying up loose ends with Atlantis and whatever she speaks to Aquaman and Aquaman's like hey listen you guys gotta cut this shit out you guys are trying to unite the whole world, which is, you know, fine, but you're frightening a lot of people. You're doing more fear than earning respect at this moment. Like, people are going to get angry and shit like that. But as of right now, you've won the battle. I agreed to kind of retreat. Um, you know, if Superman needs counsel, tell him to seek me out when ready. Um you know, most importantly, tell Clark Kent that I'm sorry about what happened. Mm-hmm. Diana goes back to Superman and says, hey, Atlantis is fine. They're done over. They were treating everything. Um, and Superman even asks, like, oh, did Arthur say anything else? She goes, nah. And it's like, this totally admits all that. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, you have a chance to help this man. But that conflicts with what you want so you don't say it that's fucked up that's was it a jealousy thing does she want to be the only one that consoled con, con, consoles consults superman i don't think so no like arthur was like like you know extending his arm and saying hey i was a leader i've been leading for many years if superman needs help like i can clearly see why he wants to help lead the people of the surface world because they've been fucking around for far too long if he needs help like tell him to, to seek out to me did diana take that as as a an insult to her like is she jealous of the fact is that why she says nothing to him i don't think it's jealousy i i, I think what it is is like if you start to soften him up then he will stop his plan for peace on earth uh, okay i get what you mean you you start she wants him to be the only leader yeah, you start. Yeah, yeah you you want to keep that person in their plan. Like, hey, this is how we do it, which is really fucked up for you know a character like Wonder Woman. Um, I can see why y'all want to keep doing what you're doing, but 
you're abandoning everything that you that all of you have been through together you know it's a very selfish move and i'm not about it <laughs> yeah but you know then again this is like this world has changed since what has happened in in the first month so it's okay for that storyline to progress that way um i guess i just love to hate how that went down yeah that's fucked up but good like good story writing um moving on to the the fifth month so we see um it involves a, a lot about the flash flash is um a huge character in this franchise um or this this series of of the injustice and so what he's doing is we get his kind of his outlook we get to see from from a person why you side with superman um Wonder Woman's is very questionable and very detrimental, but Flash doesn't have an, um, a swaying opinion, you know, towards Superman. He can't he can't change his thoughts or anything. He doesn't have any influence like that. Flash's story is to be influenced. You know, we get to see the effect on a kind of everyday type person, and so Flash is is. Um, kind of <laughs> he's running around definitely he's running around he's 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 um kind of reflecting back on everything he's been seeing lately and questioning you know is this the right thing to do is it not and um he's he's for peace he's for everything that superman is saying um but he's he's just seeing the worst of it at the same time mm-hmm. um and so we see like i guess this village does not or who where are is australia right like australia like commissions their own superhero or something to stand up against superman yeah they just want this fucking guy in a suit that says hey you can't you know police us and that's definitely seen as a uh an, an attack to, yeah. <laughs> from Superman and Wonder Woman, which is a very arrogant mindset. That's a very American way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they, they go in and deal with them in Thanks. one very quick <laughs> swoop. And uh, Flash is there and sees the complete change in his teammates, his heroes. He sees them brutally murder this guy that was just wanting to speak his mind he wasn't threatening anybody it's weird because it's like he's not even just speaking his mind like this guy as we learn later um his name's galaxor or some shit like that um he's basically captain america to which captain australia to fight superman he's just a dude with no real powers he was like roided up put battle armor on sent him out like oh you're a superhero now kid and just gets murdered but as we find out it's like they've met this kid before you know he looks uh barry allen does some there's some flashback scenes or something or you know barry finds out who the kid is finds out his name finds out his super stupid superhero name um but also learns that this kid once met the justice league before as a fan as a person who looked up to him and so when we initially say, hey, this is just some dumb superhero that like gets beat up by Superman for trying to step in the way, it's like what we got was an actual fan of Superman with the views of Superman trying to be like, hey, 
you taught me to stand up to bullies. I'm standing up to a bully. And then that guy, <laughs> that guy kills you. That's what's messed up about it. It really is. Um, but it, th- see that I enjoy that. It, like, <sighs> that's good. I like that part. Um, if it, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, I, I didn't even know who the guy was at first. I, I was thinking like, is this, I thought it was booster gold for a second cause the designs have been throwing me off. Um, and then once I learned that it was like a kid who was like, who looked, who looked up to Superman, that part was, that's what got me. And that's always like a, a kicker in the, in these, uh, these dilemma issues that like the league will have or other superheroes have where it's like the, their fans looking up at them, starting to see them in a different light. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, that should smack you in the face and put you in the right spot. It's good. Flash has a really good story throughout this entire entirety, all the five years. Um, even in the video game, you'll see him. He's, he's a phenomenal character. And uh, yeah, he's, basically the one that really wants to do the right thing overall mm-hmm. and he always has been he's you know he's always been why why do they fight there he was even that one justice league animated uh episode where i think there was a future justice league that came down and they were all dictatorship and really bad and wanted to police everybody and the reason they became that way is because their version of the flash died and uh he was always like the heart and soul and kind of the glue to keep the two together. The two isn't Batman, Superman, I guess. Um, <laughs> kind of keep the team together. So he's definitely playing that role in this in this series. Yeah, no, he, they do a really good job of Flash in this entire series. Um, and it's good to see a character like that who's, who's for Superman kind of question his role in life or if, if what we're doing is the right thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Um that's honestly i like that part of this issue but the the next two chapters in this are a little more like (laughs) you have to do it versus like here's a good story kind of thing Mm -hmm. in which case the entire justice league is involved in arkham asylum where superman is trying to impose his his will you know and so they're in here they're trying to, to wrangle up all the all the crazy people in Gotham that have been causing Gotham City so much harm. It's time to clean up Gotham City. Um, and it, it becomes a disagreement between Batman and Superman. And basically, it, it's the start of the Civil War between between the, the Justice League. Um, but the, the villains of Arkham Asylum get involved too. They start to see it as a chance to take on the Justice League as you know, in their moment of weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden Solomon Grundy shows up and like gets Damien Wayne, all that shit happens. It's it's a very like, there's a lot of shit going on in this issue of just straight, you know, action. It's all right. It's cool. I guess I just, the writing for certain characters just seem like, well, why do they, why were they even here in that moment? It was, it's pretty good, but I do like, you know, Batman starting to show you his contingency plans and whatnot. It's good to start to see more Harley Quinn and Green Arrow because I'm really digging that. Um, also, Harley Quinn's a total babe in this. Yo, that, <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't, come on, like, I didn't want to be that guy, but her outfit is the absolute best 
in this series. <laughs> like, I'll argue that the Arkham City one was good. It was much like this. It kind of had like the the tabards on her. Um, I think no, no. no, no she was in like city. a doctor's outfit. Yeah. Nurses. Something. I don't know. Anyway. She looks banging in this series. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, but yeah, I think it... The reason... Has, normally when you have like a team-up book or something like that or a crisis book or whatever, you don't get the other hero side of the things or even the other villains. So mm-hmm. adding in like the Arkham villains and stuff, yeah, playing to the video game where you just need characters to fill a roster to have them fight, but how do they match up with the storyline? It's kind of fun thinking that well, while all this is going down, what are their normal villains thinking? And that's a good side of the story to write. Like, normally you only get the Joker side where it's like, oh, well, the team's distracted. I'm going to mess with Batman right now and try to poke at him. But this is like all the really main villains of the DCEU um, conspiring against the entire team because they see a moment of weakness. And it's just a fun thing to see because uh, you don't get that much. You don't get it that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we see that, like, in the uh, next issue, which is, um, it involves Catwoman. Like, she's technically a villain, you know? And we get to see what her thoughts are on everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, she's a, she's more of a rogue. She's a villain, like, or she's a, a vigilante of sorts. Like, yeah, she steals, but... She questions, you know, who is truly evil. Like, are we who are doing minuscule stuff like me stealing from um, evil people? Is that what's evil? Like, what is evil? Like, is the guy in the sky who's, like, watching everything and dictating how things are go? Like, is that is that not true evil yeah. out there? Um, which I'm kind of about the, the Catwoman design in this. It's a little... Uh, how would you say like put together kind of costume, but I enjoy that because that kind of makes sense to me with Catwoman. Like Catwoman would just wearing like the leather jumpsuit and that's it. Like, and like not really having any other protection besides that, like, but also jumping off buildings and stuff and only, uh, geared with a whip. Like, how does that work out for you? Um, this looks like kind of a thought out Catwoman. Like here's the, here's, all my equipment and here's how it's attached to me. Here's how everything works. Yeah, she looks like a base jumper. Yeah. I like this Catwoman design. I really do. Um, yeah, I'm going to say one thing. Her design in Injustice to the video game, again, total bait. <laughs> no, and yeah. It was like the bangs in her, like coming out of the, the top of her mm-hmm. mat, her cowl. Whew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm- Selena Kyle. <laughs> What's up? I'm a fan that all three of the sirens are in that video game. Yeah, it's yeah, that was awesome. Did you did you skip one thing? Well, we were talking about what the villains part. About? Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, I'm sorry. No, yeah, go for it. I'll let you take this one. Well, after we're introduced, okay. So you were talking about Catwoman and stuff and everything, but mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest takeaways from this entire uh, first volume here is um, what's dealing in the Bat family and. Uh, so in Arkham, everybody's kind of trying to police the situation and uh, it starts to turn into an argument between, you know, the heroes and um, Dick and Damien are having the, an altercation 
much like they do because they're brothers and mm-hmm. they like to pick at each other. Damien sees it more of a an annoyance from Dick and not more of a of a teaching lesson of what Dick is trying to do in a sense. Um, yeah. And he he attacks he attacks Dick and it's very upsetting. He goes to throw one of his batons. What do you call it? Uh, uh, Escromas. What is it? Escroma. Escroma. Escrima. Escrima. What's the one with the electricity? It's electrified. <laughs> <laughs> the E stands for electricity. All right, all right, all right. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> so he throws it at Dick, hits him in the head. Now, normally we saw in this same exact like paralleled uh, cells mm-hmm. a few issues ago. Dick actually caught the escroma, 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 escroma. He caught it. So we're <laughs> led to believe that, you know, he's, his reflexes are on effing point. Mm-hmm. Um, he failed to catch this, this, he failed to catch it this time and fell down, got knocked out and snapped his neck yeah. on a rock. Very disappointing. <laughs> Very out of nowhere, to yeah. be honest with you. I remember reading this and thinking like, whoa, 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 how? How did that happen? And in the video game, they never explain that. I remember it was just, you were in an alley and older Damien shows up and he's in a Nightwing outfit and there's no explanation other than like, I think it's Barry telling someone like, Oh yeah, Damien, like Dick Grayson passed away and Damien took up the mantle as Nightwing. And that's like the only thing you get in the video game. And he's pissed at Batman. That's it. Like you get to see all of it in this series. You, yeah, you, well, you, in the first game, you're taught that he killed Damien, but not by accident. It he seemed, killed Dick. Yeah, it seemed, yeah. seemed like he, sorry, it seemed like he killed, uh, <laughs> seemed like he killed Dick Grayson, um, on purpose. That's how, that's how Batman believes it. Um, but here it's, it's by accident. Like he was just angry at that moment and he, Tried to hurt Dick Grayson, and as brothers do, man. Yeah, and unfortunately, he accidentally killed him, um, which is what's so fucked up about it. Um, I remember reading it, and I remember just being very like, "That like, fucking sucks." Yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> yeah, it really happened. What's really good is what happens later on in the years. I really like what they did with this. It did not seem like a just killing for no reason. Dick Grayson plays a big, big, big role, especially with Damien in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing the video game and not really caring for the older Damien. You know, he had the long hair. Long I hair, didn't know right. why he was in the Nightwing costume. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't know why he was against Batman and all this stuff, other than just previous knowledge of knowing that Damien Wayne is an asshole. Yeah. Um, so in this series, you actually get... God, Damien has such a incredibly hard time in this injustice series he is the epitome of that torn emo kid that just doesn't want his parents to be divorced like it's exactly what it is yeah that it i'm not about damien being nightwing whatsoever but i will say that it gets a little bit better hmm how I like Damien 
the character in this series. I just don't like him being Nightwing. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Like in general, you don't like Damian Wayne being Nightwing? Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with how he is written, though, as a character. You know, he's an on-point Robin. Mm-hmm. But I was, I'm not a fan of his design, his, night, his version of Nightwing, and, you know, that's all I'll say about that. But I do like that Nightwing was in this video game. <laughs> it was like one of my things to check off. I was like, yep, there's a Nightwing. I'm good. I'll buy this game now. Do you remember what he does, what he turns into in, in the series? Did I, did I ever tell you? Who? turns who what dick turns into like normal nightwing oh wait i don't want to spoil anything whatever we'll move on we'll isn't get it like but isn't it also it does the same thing that the flashpoint does where it's like he becomes no that wasn't nope. a flashpoint that was this <laughs> <laughs> yeah in flashpoint he works with him but we'll get there in the flashpoint like it's really weird because in the Flashpoint, he still works for Haley Circus. And yeah. one of the persons that works there is, um, what's his name? Boston Brand. Boston Brand. Thing like, yeah. And it, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it was. So we'll spoilers, get we'll get there. But if, you, if you're if you interested, look on the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the first half of the year. It's the first six months of it. Um, I guess next time... Uh, we decide to visit the Injustice storyline because we're going to try and get through all five years. Um, we'll try to do months seven through 12 of that year. Um, but the way that this one rounds out is basically after Catwoman kind of has like a brief escape from Superman who tries to apprehend her and, you know, Sorry. from the crime she's doing. Um, Batman and Catwoman, Catwoman tries to help Batman because Batman is like, extremely angry with himself he's lost one of his sons he's lost um his chance to deter superman from being the ruling dictator that he is the justice league is at war with each other like there's a lot going on and so like catwoman is there to to help batman like get through it all and tell him to relax and whatever and you know like she's a good character i like that character a lot um, and then they're visited by not only the president, but Lex Luthor as well. <laughs> and a bizarre like meetup where you think like they're going to go on a mission together. It's going to be typical Gotham. Like they're going to meet Commissioner Gordon. And now they're meeting up with what is starting to be the plan to take out Superman. Superman's gone too far. Like he's imposing his will on everything. And so um, they decided that they need to stop Superman. And so they bring in this team together, which I always thought was going to be like, oh, we're going to see these characters in the video game, but we don't. So we're introduced to characters like the Atom, um, Huntress, even Batwoman. Um, Aquaman is part of his team at first, too. And so is Black Canary, I believe. And Black Lightning. And Black Lightning, yep. Yeah. I think that's it. But I can't remember if anyone else is in that. I mean, I, Batwoman plays a huge role in the insurgency, insurgency here, as well as Huntress and Black Canary. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Black Lightning being all that much in this book. I'm, hey, I'll have to remember it mm-hmm. later on. Um, I also like seeing... Even, uh, yeah, what? Oh, I was uh, sorry. I was going to say, I also like seeing all of Superman's, you know, his members. Mm-hmm. 
out around the world just like oh you know this person's in Sudan this person's over here in you know Israel and like superheroes like oh I work for Superman I'm here to make sure you guys are at peace oh, oh I work for Superman I'm <laughs> here to police you that sucks yeah. man or Raven's like somewhere we're introduced to Raven in this one I love the Raven in this storyline she's not you know she doesn't have much to her she's a very static character but I like the design and I like playing as Raven in the video game and everything but yeah she's she's all about the whole Trigon thing she's you know helping Superman out like that's cool shit. I, I like that shit. And, um, yeah, it's just, that's just really cool to see. It's cool to see the divide in this Justice League at this point and how each one is acting. It's definitely something that uh, is worth looking into more. And uh, I think we should keep going with this series. Yeah, absolutely. Like like I said, it's it's a it was a rough start for me. It was a very, like, the book itself? Yeah. Yeah. The The story, I didn't care about the story getting into the video game. And you don't have to. You just, like, it's a fighting game. Like, it is what it is. But the way it has taken off, um, well, the way it took off to me seemed rough. But where it is now is such a popular claim storyline. Like, I can honestly be like, hey, check out the storyline because to me, it means something now. Yeah, now you know? it does. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't take that long to get there. So it's, it doesn't seem like, oh, you had to struggle through it for you to enjoy it. Honestly, you might just struggle with this book. And then after that, hell yeah. But this one sets things up. There's really no, um, well, except for the Dick Grayson bit, there's really no surprises. But it's a fun ride. And pretty cool i mean really cool characters i think the design of some superheroes might be something to get acquired to you'll get used to it yeah (laughs) but honestly the characters themselves the way they're written perfect absolutely perfect i like the way tom taylor writes i like the way he's written out the story i like what he's been able to do with it Mm -hmm. and it could have been just a one-off kind of like here's how this universe got weird and that's it. But instead it, it became more interesting. It became its own thing. And that's what I'm about. Um, there's no Tim Drake in this universe. Is there? No, no. And I'm trying to remember. I think they mentioned him, but he's, yeah, like, I think he's just there's, not important. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Cause we have Starfire. We have the Titans. The Titans show up later on in the year and, are all taken out and I can't remember what happens to Tim and I feel like he was there. Oh man. I remember I like picked up the injustice books and and tried to power through them before. (laughs) I don't remember what it was. And then I got current with uh, the single issues at one point. And anyway, guess we'll have to get there and find out what happens. We'll get there when we find (laughs) out. It's fun because like it, it takes all the five years of, what happens in the video game. There's something at the very end of the video game that kind of resolves the game's story, mm-hmm. but it happens at like the last page of the fifth year where you're like, oh, that's where the game comes in. I see it now. So it picks up the story and it's it's pretty good. Does the game itself ever get written into the books? Like the storyline that you 
or is it just cut off right there and you go, hey, now we're going to play the game? And So in the video game, I'm going to spoil this for all you people, uh, Earth Prime comes in to try to do, you play as Earth Prime characters fighting against the Injustice World characters, right? Yeah, that's the thing. You play as Earth Prime Batman. Um, in the book, at the end of year five, Luthor and Batman are having a discussion where it's like, well, hey, what if we bring in someone else to help us in this situation? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I kind of found frequencies to other Earths and they have the same exact people as us. And that's where it ends. So like the video game, they're stopping Joker and then like Earth Prime people get like picked (laughs) out. out Yeah, they get plucked out and then placed in Injustice Universe. That's where it like, that's where it ends in the the book. Mm -hmm. The whole five years shit gets crazy like it doesn't like you don't see that it's it's weird because so much shit happens in five years in injustice that when you're playing the video game you're just doing like street level shit in the video game (laughs) where it's like yo you remember when atlantis and themiscara were just battling the shit out like a few months ago and no calls to that in the game so it's it's a little weird but it it matches up good Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um so yeah, next time we do a comic book, I'm not sure. We're gonna try and, and keep going on with the the entire run of Injustice, um, but we'll see what's coming up in some other books that we want to get to as well. But we're definitely gonna try at some point cover the entire run. Um, if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us at all social media DCEU Minute um, and the Facebook group DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And let us know what you guys thought about Injustice. If you guys have read it, if you guys played any of the video games, your thoughts about it at all. Um, and yeah, Two Old Media has some of our old other shows. Um, if you're uh, listening to this one, you can also listen to Tarantino's one. That one's just music analysis of the film or music within Tarantino films. Um, so definitely check that one out. That one's a lot of fun, um, more relaxing and a more hilarious podcast than this one. It's more in depth and. Um, then also don't forget to check out the tool media presents one where, uh, Alyssa, Johnny and Mike join us for a monthly review of just fucking anything. Yep. <laughs> um, I believe our next one coming out, our tool media one, um, will actually be a last Jedi kind of review of all five of us since all five of us really like star Wars. So let's check that one out and we'll check you guys out next time here on DC cinematic minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>